Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hello and welcome to this week's episode, the special Pride Month episode of Sex, Love, and Psych. Thank you so much for joining today. As I mentioned, it is the first day of Pride Month and I am so excited to share more Pride Month related content with you guys. Today is the first part of a three-part series with of an interview with a special guest, one of my good, good friends, on her experience as a trans woman, specifically a trans woman in Alberta even. So today we kind of just get into some of her background and her own experience, how she knew she was trans, her relationships with friends and family. So let's just jump right in. Thank you so much for joining. Okay, so we're here to talk to my friend today about their experience as a trans woman. Would you like to say hello? Hello, thanks for having me on your podcast. Yeah, anytime, no problem. So we've got a lot to cover today, but I kind of wanted to get to know you and your own experience first. So did you want to just kind of start out with a pretty basic question? How long have you known you were trans? Uh, my experience is specific and different for sure, I think, especially from a lot of people I've talked to. Um, like, I remember reading an article, I think it was on a website online, I could have been in a magazine, I'm pretty sure it was a website, mm-hmm. and my sibling showed me, and it talked about getting a sex change, mm-hmm. so like the surgery, the medical transition, which would be now, like obviously nobody in today's day and age uses that term, but like it talked about getting a sex change, and I knew immediately that, that was something I responded to I don't know why I guess as a kid I didn't know that I even responded to it I just knew immediately that like that was something that I resonated with and that I knew was like specific to me for some reason even though I didn't know what the word sex and change meant Mm -hmm. I just knew it was real and knew it was specific and then because of my upbringing my household my family being religious um I knew immediately that like that was something that my family would not like. Mm-hmm. And I knew immediately like that that was the reason why my family would always treat me a specific way or look down on me in a sense. Um, so it wasn't a realization of like knowing I'm trans or different. It was just a realization of knowing that my family was not the same as me. Like for, for the first time I realized that I was different. Yeah. Just something was different. Yes. Yeah. Something was different. I didn't know what yet, but like, Ever since then, it just kind of came forth. Like, I I guess I don't really even know the first time I thought the words that I was trans. It's just I knew from that moment on, I never, I knew immediately I was different. I didn't know, yeah, like how, but I did know that it wasn't, like, growing up and stuff, I, from that moment on, it's not like I thought I was just gay. I knew from that moment it wasn't gay. So whenever I heard about or learned what the term gay was, 
in like the further years because it's not like I learned about that at eight years old. Yeah, we didn't learn anything. <laughs> no, I, the first time someone hey kind me and called me gay in school was definitely grade six. So like, which is wild because I went to the same school grade five and grade six, and everybody was my friend in grade five, and then nobody was my friend in grade six, which is wild. Within one summer, everybody learned what the term gay meant, and everybody called me. In. Yeah, but like I knew I wasn't gay. I knew my entire life I was not gay. I knew I was different, and I knew I was specific, like I said. I just did not know what the word trans meant or anything. I just knew what a sex change was. And I was like, yeah. huh, wild. And then ever since then, I guess I just knew. Because, yeah, we didn't have much representation or, like, terminology 10, 15 years ago. Oh, no. Yeah, no, I forget. Like, I wish I could know the article or anybody back then, if I think about it. But from that moment on, I definitely did more research, and I learned a lot. Because I knew what to search up, essentially. Like, Yeah, you had a couple words to go off of. Yeah, sex change. <laughs> you know? But I did, and it helped. And I knew um, actually a famous singer in today, uh, in pop culture right now, she was the youngest uh, medically transitioned female, male to female, uh, trans woman. I forget where she's from, but like Germany or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I followed her her entire like, life, and now she's like a famous pop star in America, Confederates, everybody knows her. She's pretty relevant, which I love, but I've known of her since she was 16, and I was like, I don't know how old I was or, like, what our age difference is, but it's pretty similar. I don't think I was 16. I think I was, like, at least 14, maybe, like, 11, 11 to 14, I think I was. Um, but, yeah, I learned who Kim Petras was, and I was like, oh, my God, that is my life. Like, I need that, and I just, like, idolized her, wanted to be her forever, because I knew, again, I probably just searched up sex change. And she was the youngest person to ever get one. And I was like, oh my god, that's the thing I learned way back when. You yeah. know, I never learned it. I just read it. Connecting like, some dots. Huh. <laughs> I'm really good at that. <laughs> Love that for you. Um, so you did mention kind of like your parents and your sibling. Do you want to talk more about how all of them reacted kind of similarly or differently than you expected? Yeah, so uh, my parents and my older brother are not in my life, uh, currently. Um, they are all pretty religious, even though we weren't a very, like, religious practicing family. So we never went to church or anything like that. I feel like I went to church, like, maybe two times in my entire life. Um, but if you ask my parents, they're very religious people. Mm. They believe in God, uh, for sure. They definitely, like, kind of force that religion onto us at a young age. But... Like, we weren't a very religious practicing house, so it was really confusing for someone who uh, had to realize that my parents and my family, like, felt a different way about who I was due to their religious uh, background or, like, beings, I guess, their way they think about religion. Yeah. Even though we weren't very religious. It was wild. It was, uh, yeah. They didn't oh. follow much, but they yeah. used it against you here. Correct. <laughs> yes. They definitely love to say that God does not love me, which is fun. Uh, <laughs> love their god. But my god does. Yeah. Uh, so that's important. But, uh, yeah, so they are not my life, and they definitely uh, reacted pretty um, typical for a lot of queer people, um, unfortunately. And then, yeah, my brother's not in my life, but he didn't react the same, because he's a little bit, he's like 10 years older than me, so he was not like my mom and dad, where he could, like, use religion against me, because I knew he was not, like, he was a sibling, he was not my mom or dad, like, we were closer. Mm -hmm. But 
he was 10 years older than me, so he wouldn't, I never grew up with him. Like, the last time he lived at the same house as me, I was, like, seven. Because he would have yeah. moved out at 17 or 16 or something. So, it was pretty, I mean, distant all, always. Yeah, it was just naturally distant already. Yeah. So, we never really were close. Um, so, him not being in my life is still present. But, like, whether it's due to the fact that he does not support me as a trans person or not is kind of, like, unknown, I guess. But I don't have him in my life either. Like, I don't seek him out or look for him or look for a brother yep. because I'm just so used to not having him there because of our age gap and the distance that I, like, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. And also, like, ever since I was, like, 16 um, and on and as an adult, when it's been very apparent that I'm who I am, he definitely never stood up for me either. Mm. So... Like I said, it was never uh, as specific and as, like, intentional and direct as my family, as my mom and dad. But for him, it was just, like, being a bystander and not um, supporting or, like, protecting his sibling. Yeah. Uh, he's just kind of there. Yeah, he's just there, and it's it, it annoys me to have someone like that in my life, so I don't allow people like that in my life. Yeah. So, he's on in my life. And then, uh, my other sister, who's... Um, currently in my life, she's the only person that is in my life. Uh, she is also trans. And that's a wild little thing that a lot of people love to hear. Yeah. I feel. <laughs> um, a lot of queer people do also have queer siblings, so queer people get it, um, for sure. But a lot of, like, cishet people who are very unknown to the other binaries besides their own, like, they love to hear and they cannot get over the fact that there's two trans individuals, not just yeah. one. What a wild story. Yeah. But uh, we have our own relationship still, though. We're not just, uh, like, two peas in a pod because we are both trans and we share that experience. Yeah. But uh, we respect each other's experience. Our experiences are very different, and we're very different people, and everybody in my life who knows us knows that we are very different people. Yes. However, we have that underlying, like, just respect and understanding of each other's lives. Yeah. That, like, I guess, like, maybe, I guess I don't know because it's not my experience, but maybe cishet siblings have that experience and have that understanding for each other, that yeah. that's why they get along and they have the, the sibling relationship, even if they don't get along or they do get along or whatever. Um, we do have that, and it's great, but it's, aside from that, we're just, like, two sisters who sometimes talk, sometimes fight. It's She steals my clothes, except for... She wishes. Like, it's, it's very... We're sisters and Some siblings. Shade there? Yeah. Always. Some sibling shade. Well, if you talk to her, she would say the same thing. <laughs> so it's fair. True. I believe that. Knowing both of you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so kind of moving on from your family into, like, let's go into dating, I guess. Because that's got to be a unique experience that not everyone can necessarily empathize to or relate to. And Tea. having to, like, disclose kind of your identity, choosing when to do that, Tea. how to do that, can be kind of dangerous sometimes. Oh, yeah. Um, I guess the way I like to put it, like, the short answer whenever I'm talking about boys specifically, because everybody hates talking to boys. They don't get it. Boys are stupid. And I will say that on the record. Um, but the way I like to explain it, the short answer is just I've experienced everything from, like, every positive and every negative outcome that could possibly happen mm -hmm. I've experienced and everything in the middle every neutral and every dramatic extremity I guess 
Um, thankfully, I've never been, you know, what's the word? Fatally, I guess. Injured yeah, or you're hurt, still here. Thankfully. But uh, that does happen. Yeah. Um, and I've never experienced that. But I have experienced, yeah, positive outcomes and people, whenever I disclose people supporting me and saying that they totally understand or they don't understand and they still think of me the same person or as the same person or in within the same mindset that they thought of me before I told them. Um, and yeah, I've experienced a lot of weird stuff when um, they, I guess, handle it negatively. Um, I always choose to, I guess, disclose my identity with people just for everybody, it's different because I like to gauge the, like, the person that I'm with. I like yeah. to gauge their respect level. Like, if they're, if I go on a date with a guy and he starts making transphobic or homophobic or racist jokes, I'm not going to tell him. Like, yeah, I no. just go block. home eventually. And block, delete, block. <laughs> yeah. I don't want that in my life anyway, so it's not like I'm going to stick around and then tell that yeah. guy. Like, that's weird. Um, but then, yeah, I guess I've, been in numerous situations with guys where I've been getting to know them, um, closer and closer, uh, and then I've decided to tell them, and then they either, yeah, like, have been in support or not, but I guess, regardless, like, I will always wait till I'm okay. Yeah. Or I feel okay to tell them, even though I've also been, like, outed by people, I've been forced to tell people, um, I've been told I'm mysterious, and I've been told that I'm hard to get to know, and I've been told that I, somebody opened a window for me one time, and I didn't listen, or I didn't catch on, and that that would have been the perfect time to tell them, instead of the time I told them that I decided to, because I opened my own window to tell them, because mm. I felt safe, but they thought that I could have done it at any other time. Well, you gotta do it on it. their timeline. Correct, yeah, it's always the set guys, yeah. trying to tell me how I should <laughs> tell them better, which is wild, but you know, whatever. No surprise. Yeah, so I've whole I've heard uh heard it all, but it's not also like the worst thing in the world. I definitely understand my um, privilege being like typically quote unquote passing, which we'll yeah. probably get into later. Mm -hmm. Um, and like I'm also uh white, which my me being white and like Caucasian in this world, I don't deal with a lot of transphobia the way that trans people of color definitely do yeah um weirdly i don't see how that's logical at all but for sure like i know i have queer friends who get hate crimes a lot more than i do mm -hmm. um and yeah for some reason like because i'm uh technically possible and whatever i've been able to experience a lot of relationships and a lot of different types of men um, and situations in life, period. But, yeah, it's not all, not all great, not all fun, but also it's made me a better person because of it, and it's, it's, yeah. um, helped, I guess, my relationships, because even if I met someone and liked them, and then eventually told them, uh, if they acted weird or differently from that moment on, I wouldn't want to be with them anyways. So yeah. it kind of, like, filters it. It pre-filters guys. Yeah. Um, in a sense, it's just, like, kind of shitty that that's something that I'm, like, forced to do. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's something that I've learned to just do on my own time, and I don't let people, you know, kind of dictate or gauge when I should. I definitely yeah. don't allow that to happen to me anymore, which is 
something that I've like taken on my own and like I'm really proud of myself for doing that as this person currently. Yeah, that's a big job. But yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Um, so we kind of talked about dating. You did mention like friends and stuff. Mm -hmm. So we kind of off air kind of talked about how some groups will take you on as like the token trans friend. Yes. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, I guess for me, I don't have any other, uh, trans friends. I do have some non-binary friends, friends, which I love. I do have a lot of queer friends. Um, but I do not know really well any other trans people, mm -hmm. which, um, has gauged my experience. Definitely, I wish I could and have and whatever, but right now at this point in my life, I don't know many trans people. And... Yeah, it's always my, like, cisgendered, heterosexual friends who weirdly make me feel, without knowing, that I am, like, special or different than them, which is gross. Mm -hmm. And I'm not. Even though I am, yes, like, I do understand that I'm a different person and I have experiences that other people have not. But, like, it's a weird... I guess maybe coping mechanism with dealing with a trans friend or having a trans friend that like cishead people um, feel the need to do all the time. And they, yeah, they make me feel like the token trans friend where they like, they make me feel that I'm allowed into their lives and not accepted into their lives, which is like the big difference I've realized. I have a lot of friends who accept me, period, no matter what, for anything. Yeah. But then I do have certain friends who allow me and they allow me to come out with them or they allow me to go to their birthdays or parties or um go out with their friends they they don't view it as just accepting me as a person yeah. it's their weird like the mannerisms the words they say stuff they do it's just it makes me feel like they just see me as nothing more than their trans friend yeah almost like they're doing you a favor yes yeah for sure they definitely they, I don't know, it's weird, because they, they're my friends at the end of the day, which is definitely a choice, also. Like, I mm -hmm. definitely could choose to remove these people as well. Yeah. Like, I've removed my family, and I've removed other um, relationships that I've been in. But I do have some relationships with cishet people that I choose to keep for some reason, but also just because they maybe don't know the wiser, and it's, I feel like, I help them in a sense. Mm -hmm. The longer I stick around, they'll maybe stop or they eventually realize. Um, but it is still there and it is still something that I do deal with more than, I guess, yeah, like most of my queer friends because as far as I know, I don't think um, any of my queer friends have ever been hopefully treated as the like token queer friend. But that's just because I'm surrounded by a lot of them. So at least in my yeah. experience, I can't like see it for them. Um, yeah. but I am the only trans friend. Yeah, because a lot of, like, queer people just, like, kind of flock together, so mm -hmm. there's not necessarily, like, a queer, like, a token queer in no. a group, because they're all usually of some <laughs> queer, <laughs> queer persuasion. Yeah, and I mean, in this day and age, too, it's, uh, people are allowing themselves to be more free, and a lot of people are queer and trans and mm -hmm. non-binary and all of the umbrella terms under the whole spectrum yeah. and it's great and I love to see it but uh yeah unfortunately I just don't know any other trans friends and most of my friends don't either 
So it's pretty like apparent, no matter what, no matter where, that yeah. I am the token trans friend, and they don't even know that they do or say or make me feel that way, or they don't know if what they're doing and saying is technically wrong. They just think they're doing me a favor by, like I said, allowing me in and not accepting me in. Mm-hmm. And it's very, it's just like the way they breathe, I can tell, I can sense it. <laughs> it's not uh, specifically like as directed or as like obvious sometimes. It's just something I get and I understand yeah, based off of my life. Just that vibe. Yes, just the vibe. Um, and then one other kind of thing that we talked about in your own experience, like as we've kind of discussed here is like, we haven't mentioned your name, we're keeping you anonymous, but we have discussed how a lot of people think you should be that like out loud, proud trans activist versus kind of doing your own thing. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people in my life don't understand that I want to keep parts of my life private. Um, even though, yes, I am on a public podcast right now that hopefully the whole world listens to, you know, I hope you get a million streams. Thank you. But the act of being private is something that I have never been, like, blessed with. Like, nothing in my life is ever private. Because I walk into a room and people either know or not. Mm -hmm. I meet a million strangers. Every day I go to job interviews. I live my life as a human being and I'm constantly aware if people are like in the know or not of whether or not I'm trans it's yeah something I have to look or to. if they're like suspicious or whatever yes. and I that's just something that I face constantly everywhere I go period every day of my life that because of that like being private and private about specific things or things that like other people might not be private about is my like way of taking myself back and like having ownership over my life that other people just don't know because so many cishet people feel like I need to disclose my information or my gender identity or my sexuality or anything before I meet them right off the bat. Like I should introduce myself and yeah. say, hi, I'm so-and-so and I am trans no yeah. matter what. Or I Like they have the board. right to know that information yes. about you. Yeah. They act like everybody, everybody acts like they have the right to know every detail of my life the second I meet them. And if I don't, then I'm, a trap or someone who's trying to trick the world when really like I'm just trying to live my life mm-hmm. as like quote unquote normal as I can because I've been never been allowed to. So like me being private about things that I choose to be private about is something that like I see it as just a gift that I can give myself at the end of the day and whether or not I choose to be, it's on me. It's my decision that I made and it's not something that my um, I guess, like, just people around me or in my life who are cisgendered and hetero, like, sexual, they force on me, essentially. They try to, and they don't understand why I don't listen to them or why I don't want to disclose my information or be a walking trans activist, like, the most educated trans person in the world when really I'm just someone who has an experience being trans and I'm just living my life being trans. Yeah. And... People hate that sometimes. People <laughs> cannot get over the fact that I'm just living. But uh, that is something yeah, that I deal with a lot is my privacy. And it's something that I like. I hold close to me. I like being private because it makes me me for me instead of me for somebody else. Yeah. Or vice versa or anything. Like I, I love being a private person because I've just never felt like I was able to. Mm-hmm. And that brings us to the end of part one of this series. 
Thank you so much for joining. I hope you all kind of were able to take something away from this, learn something new, and continue to tune in the next couple weeks here as we continue. Thank you so much for tuning in again, and I will talk to you next week. Bye.